Okay, so I literally just tried to make a podcast on Black Lives Matter with me and my friend, both of us white, both of us with strong opinions, uh, and me who had one idea of what it was about, and my friend who had um, a more educated view on it. Makes it sound like I'm a dumb arsehole, but uh, basically I hadn't looked into it very far. I just, I was going by what the media had given me, you know, just the basics. And I tried, so I, I did like a 10 minute thing and then my idea was to talk to him and we would have like a talk together. Uh, but you know what, it got too political. It got, it got horrible. I hated it. And it, it got us thinking that, I, you know what, this is supposed to be a stupid, light-hearted thing that barely anybody listens to. I'm happy to keep it at that. And, um, yeah, that, that sucked. I didn't, I didn't like any part of that. It was horrible. So I've just found out when I'm listening to Bill Burr, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, and he said that uh, this is a better subject matter because I think it's, it's easy to split the nation, but I think the only way it's going to split the nation is between uh, drug addicts and non-drug addicts. Basically, there was <laughs> he was saying that they might make um, drug addicts uh, it make to be not they're not uh, they they have an illness, so they don't have a habit; they have an illness, and I think that is absolutely preposterous. An ill yeah, it's an illness that you've given to yourself. Like, like tell a lie, not tell a lie, to, to be God's honest, I've always wanted to try heroin. Not because I want to be a heroin addict, but, you know, I watched Train Spotting back when I was a kid, and back when I, um, I used to smoke a little bit of dope and think I was cool. Uh, you know, three of us splitting 10 pounds worth, uh, not knowing that we are probably getting ripped off. But anyway, you know, I was a kid, and, uh, and I watched this these heroin addicts um, on train spotting, great film, injecting it in the veins, and they looked like they were having the best time of the life. I mean, yeah, they looked like obviously wasted, but it was the way he said, "Take the best orgasm you ever had, multiply it by a thousand, and you're still nowhere near him." That sounds pretty good to me, but like you know, I'm a very, I've got a very addictive personality, not an addictive personality, addictive. I don't know. That's the way my brain's wired. If I am tired, then I'm, I want to pop energy drinks and pop pro and pop um, caffeine pills. You know, if I smoke, I want to be smoking all the time. You know, I, I'm like with it. I get addicted very quick to certain things. You know, sugar, carbohydrates, anything that you can be addicted to, I will jump on that train. Like if I try it once, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm good at quitting smoking too, um, but. <laughs> If I like say, oh, I think I might have a cigarette, I'm gonna be wanting one. Like as soon as I put that one down, I'm like, right, where's my next one? That is the truth. But yeah, I just, I, I thought, always thought that that sounded awesome, but I'm never gonna do it for a start. I haven't got the balls to inject myself, no chance. And uh, I also haven't got the balls to be stupid enough to take that risk. I mean, if I can be feel, if I, if I smoke a cigarette and I can feel the next day, uh, like I wake up in the morning and say, ooh, I fancy a cigarette. Like, the last thing I want to do is that. Especially in cigarettes, well, what do they cost? Like 10, 15 pounds for a pack of 20 now? Um, is it more? I can't remember. Uh, well, I don't want to do that and be with heroin. <laughs> I don't know what it is. What's 70 pounds for a hit? 80, 100? I don't know what it is. 
and also you don't know what you're gonna get Forrest Gump but um, yeah just basically my idea was to talk about that because it's absolutely ridiculous I mean an illness is an illness I think paedophilia is more of an illness than than drug addicts you know it's not like you wake up one day and think oh I think I might fancy kids today no no these poor bastards have actually got it these have actually they've grown up and it's like oh the people that I find attractive they're not grown up but I am that sucks you know what they who I think are scum by the way and if any paedophile out there actually does anything to a kid rip off his testicles rip off his balls shove them in his mouth and let him go on about his day with his dick and balls in his mouth Anyway, this is taking a turn, but yeah, calling their, calling themselves a, a, what's it called, an, a, an illness, no, I, I don't I don't take to that, I do believe that certain people can, um, like you say, like with me, I, they can be addicted more, but don't, don't do it in the first place, and I know you might get like some cokehead or something who just likes to, I don't know, do a big coke when he goes out on, on a night out or take an A or something like that, and I don't even think he's an addictive drug. I don't know. I don't know much about drugs. But, nah, you, you've, you've chosen. You've made a decision to take that drug. That's on you. And I don't care if you do or you don't. I really don't. But uh, if you do that and then it becomes a problem for you, that's on you. That is your fucking problem. A thousand percent. Putting that on, on like not on the state, would it be the NHS? NHS is going through drama at the moment, you know, COVID 19 and all that bullshit. But uh, nah, nah, that is crap. That means, like, what that means, we're going to be paying for that. Mind you, it might be just in America, this, but it just say if it did come here, that means it would be a tax, like, like NHS. If it's the NHS staff, yeah, you're going to be taxed for that. That's shit, nah, no chance. I'm gonna look into it a bit more and I might have a bit more to it because it might just be an American thing and then if so then that sucks. Well actually it wouldn't be a tax for them because they've got a they've got to pay for the healthcare, don't they? They don't have an NHS. Anyway, that sucks and it's shite. That's a no from me. Right, let's have a try of this. I'm using a voice recorder app and I can see the symbol in the notification bar that the um, it's recording. Whereas on WhatsApp, if you go out of WhatsApp, you can't see it. Right, so let's try this again. Uh, coming back to some of the points. Oh, the first thing I was going to say was uh, well done for making the conservative argument from the 90s a reality. If you expose children to violence and drugs, that they go on to want to try these things. Um because the argument was like, you know, if you play violent video games, you're going to go murdering. If you watch things about drugs, you're going to turn into a drug addict. And you were basically kind of like, oh, you know, I watched Trainspotting once. And, uh, you know, I wanted to try heroin. And then I went out and, you know, jumped in a toilet. <laughs> so well done for that. Um, so coming up to, yeah, the idea of treating um, drug addiction as an illness. It's not a new thing. Treating addiction as an illness um, has actually been kind of... Uh, what's been done for probably the last 20 years, I would say. Because um, you have to sort of divide the issues up into two separate um, things, really. Because you've got a, a drug addict. Now, regardless of however they came to be a drug addict, drug addict, they are a drug addict in that they might be physiologically addicted or psychologically or so on. 
So you've got a person who is dependent on a substance um, and they may not have the means to buy that substance or access that substance legally, so they might resort to crime to feed their addiction. So you've got the treatment element of it and that you have a person with a dependence on something that needs to be fixed however you want to choose to do that and you've got the punishment side of it which looks at punishing the actions that addicts may go through to uh, procure the substances that they're addicted to um so the idea of treating addiction as an illness i think is a good thing it's been shown to be effective um rather than just going pure punishment because these aren't like petulant kids that you're just denying them chocolate this is like something that they actually need or they feel they need and they'll go to they'll ruin their own lives the family's lives strangers lives uh to get this substance so it's not the same thing as kind of just saying well if you punish them enough they'll just stop doing it it's like no you have to treat the the person if you can treat the person uh, they're less likely to commit a crime um if you think about it in economic terms um, a, a drug rehab cost, a drug rehab course might cost you a few thousand pounds, but if you think about the amount of money it takes to just uh, police drug addicts, so you've got to send police officers out, you arrest them, you put them into a, a holding cell, then you might bail them or you might hold them, then they go to the court and then they get tried, all the rest of it, well not tried, but just found guilty, they get put in prison, and then and all of this money is paid for by the taxpayer anyway. Um, so if you think over a drug addict's lifespan, if you just keep trying to punish them, it's going to be constant involvement with the with the police force, with the judicial system, with the prison system, social workers, and so on. Um, so it may even be more cost-effective to actively go out and try to help them and treat them rather than punish them for the crimes they're committing. At that, that being said, there has to be some kind of punishment uh, for any crimes committed. Because if they break into a shop, for example... To, uh, to get pills or whatever, a chemist, you know, a pharmacy type thing to get pills. Um, damage has been done. Um, that costs money to that, that particular person. There has to be some kind of uh, recompense for that. Uh, but the severity of how you punish drug addicts is a completely open-ended question. Um, but getting back to the, the treatment side of it, um, yeah, I think, I think treating them um, is probably the way to go. I think depending on the situation, uh, a degree of sympathy um, is warranted. I mean, if it's just some dickhead who's gone out and done coke since he was a kid, and now he's like a cokehead, whatever, it's like I'm, I'm less sympathetic. But if you've got someone with mental health issues who ends up homeless, I mean, maybe they have like a happy family life and then they end up losing the job, the family end up on the streets and they just turn to heroin. I, I, yeah, I can completely sympathize with that. That's a, it's a, it's a super, super sad story. Um so would you want to just throw that person in jail repeatedly because they just had the misfortune of, you know, having some bad things happen to them? Not really, but it's a case-by-case basis. Um, but you have to be careful, be specific when you talk about these things. That There's two elements to it. There's treatment and punishment. Um, you're not just saying you're going to treat them instead of punishing them. It has to be a combination of the two. And I would say... Um, leaning more towards a treatment side than a constant punishment side is probably going to be more beneficial in the long run. Um, but that's just me. Again, that's just it, it really isn't a right or wrong thing. It's what do you think is going to be more effective? Throwing people in jail has been demonstrated to not be effective. It's, it's counter-effective, in fact. If you put a drug addict in jail where drugs are absolutely rife, they're going to, if, they're, if their addiction doesn't get worse, it's certainly not going to get better. Um, so, yeah, depends on that bit. Uh, where we are, I made a couple of notes here. Uh, 
Punisher. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did make some notes, but that, that's, that's basically the argument. Um, I, I, I should have listened to your, your message again because I've forgotten some of the bits you said. Um, but yeah, treating people... I'd, I'd be happy for my tax money to be used to treat a homeless person who has turned to heroin as a means of just getting through the day. You know, they've got the rest of their lives um, living on the street to get through, essentially. And they look at it as kind of like burning time. If you watched any documentaries about prisons and so on, if you've got a five-year sentence, you know, five years in, in a prison is going to feel like a goddamn long time. If you can just take something and zone out for six hours of that of one day, then you're probably going to take it. Um, so, yeah, it's just about attitudes and what you want. You have to think long-term because I think when... Regular people, you know, the public hear about drug users and drug addicts, and they're doing this and they're doing that. It's a very, very short-term reaction to it. It's like, oh, they, you know, they they mug this person to get money so that they can um, feed their addiction. They're they're filthy people, and they shouldn't have any sympathy. And it's kind of like, well, it, it, to a degree, it's true. Um, you know, I wouldn't want to get mugged by a drug addict. Uh, you might get stabbed. You might get whatever. You might get bloody hepatitis or AIDS or something if they if they have that. Um, it's not a pleasant thing. But at the same time, if you just keep throwing them in prison, then they come out again. They can't get a job if they're, if they're repeat offenders. So they're going to be a benefit. Their benefits isn't going to be enough to like give them the amount of money they need to feed their addiction. So after they've mugged one person, they're probably going to mug more over the lifetime. So what do you do? Do you intervene? Do you just keep punishing them? That's the question. Um, I think I'll leave it at that. Seven and a half minutes. I'll be happy to... Um, have a chat about anything else. Hey, just a quick back and forth with the, um, the druggy uh, people that are drug addicts, putting it down as being an illness and uh, a bit of a. Well, I understand all the stuff you were saying, it was all fantastic points. But, um, and it said that it can actually, after I had a, a quick 30 second research while I was really sitting down in the toilet at work, for Christ's sake, it's not as if I'm doing really good research here, but it said that after a certain amount of time of being on a certain type of drug depending on what type of drug it was um it can be your brain actually can it, it can be an illness like it's not just um you're wanting it because the body wants it you know and and you're not wanting it because of withdrawal symptoms and stuff like that your brain actually changes as to making it a, a necessary thing and um so that's a kind of points in their favor but the only thing that I just didn't like about it was the fact that you are born with, let's say, cancer. You got a kid who's got cancer. Annoyingly, that went off. Um, if there's a kid that's got cancer, how, like, how can that be in the same, like, ticking the same box as do you have an illness? If you if you fill out forms, that this this poor kid that's been born with this horrible disease, AIDS, cancer, or something. Um, Addiction, I don't think, should be as part of that. And I, everything that you said, I'll, I'll have to go back on it to properly listen to it, to um, to take it all in. But it just, it seems like you, you, not what's the word? Not diminishing, but you, you're downgrading everything that 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 an illness stands for. You know, you know, if like smoking is an addiction, you know, there's no way in hell you could classify someone who was smoking oh they've got a smoking illness you know they've been they're required to have that you know it's 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 if someone is a heroin addict coke addict whatever the hell meth yes i think that what you're talking about saying you kind of went on a bit of a tangent about putting them in prison and stuff like that but because i wasn't like talking about prison or 
what we should do with them and stuff like that. It was just about the illness thing, you know. So yeah, putting them in prison and things like that where they can actually get hold of it and it's more difficult to actually come off the drug and it makes it worse, agreed with. You know, I've seen a lot of documentaries on that type of stuff. Well, I say documentaries, I've seen some documentaries, mainly I've seen films and shows <laughs> that show that it's a bad thing. But yeah, like the fact that, just the fact that it's categorised as an illness, I don't like that. It just, I don't know, maybe there should be like illness A and illness B, you know, like you've got drugs that are A, B and C or whatever. It should be, I don't know, I don't see why you have to put it in the same boat. Can you not classify it as an illness? Um, but it's a self-made illness, if that means anything. You know, if they categorised as, as it as that, which then put people with a real illness kind of above them. Um, it's basically just about putting things into in a, in a, in a category. Because, you know, people say that, don't label me and all that type of thing. But this keeps going off and it's murdering me. Yeah, um, sometimes things like this need a category. And I don't like the fact that this is a category for that. That sucks. The fact that, now, nah, little cancer victim, real victim. And then you've got, what, a druggie? That's not a victim. That's you. You did that. Now you're a victim. You did it yourself. You are a self. <laughs> if you know what I mean. You did it to yourself. If there was a different category, I'd be very happy. Anyway, uh, I was going to say some stupid stuff at the end, but I'm remembering that this is going on the podcast. So yes, um, that's how I'm ending it. I agree with everything that you were saying. It was all good stuff, but I still don't think that should be categorised as, as an illness unless it's got a. a I don't know, it needs to be belittled. I can't think of the words right now. I've got to make sure that me, my son doesn't attack my daughter on this trampoline. So yes, illness I'm fine with as long as it's brought down a notch and other illnesses put ahead of it. Hello, bud. Um, I'm a bit tired, but I'm going to try and get a coherent sort of reply to it. So um, you are kind of... What's the term? Hung up, I guess. Maybe not hung up on anything, but the idea of um, sickness being uh, treated and kind of like the idea of there being sort of a gradation of sick people. So you kind of went to the example of the child born with cancer uh, being in the same category as like someone who gives themselves a drug addiction problem and you know they've taken so many drugs that their brains changed that they have to be treated and they both being labeled as sick and you think there should be two different categories for like sick people and, and all the rest of it. Um, it's a company you're making a sort of value-based judgment on the idea of, of treatment, I think. So if we get away from the punishment aspect and focus on the treatment thing, you're kind of looking at treatment as being like a reward uh, for something to a degree. Um, Cause you're saying like if a child's born with cancer, it hasn't really, got any choice in the matter it's therefore fair that we kind of like it gets treated and uh, cured of the cancer but it isn't necessarily fair if you treat the drug addicted person for their condition because they gave it to themselves so it's kind of like it's okay if it, it's not okay it's, it's it's hard trying to find the right sort of language for it but i'm, I'm going to use some of the things and i know you know what i mean so i'm going to say you're kind of saying it's okay for a baby to be treated for illness but not but it's less okay for a drug addict to be treated for an illness um, I know it's not what you're saying, but to a degree, um, you get what I'm getting at. I think that the fundamental idea of treating someone or treating anybody for an illness is to kind of get them back into a healthy state. Anything that you do, in a, we're in society, right? 
let's go broader. We're in a society and you want to try and keep as many of your citizens productive and happy and healthy as possible. So when you treat citizens in a country uh, to get them healthy, it isn't just like a reward for them. It's actually so that they can get back into society and be productive. If they're out in hospital, uh, that takes money, that takes resources, that takes time and so on. So you want to get them healthy as quickly as possible so they can get back into society and be productive. Now, if you look at a drug addict or whatever, it's the exact same situation. Even though it's self-imposed, um, they're still taking up resources and money and time um, that society would rather not be spending on that. So they want to. The, the overall goal is to try and get as many people back in society as possible. The same thing with prisons. Prison is a punishment, but it isn't just the, the punishment isn't the end goal. The end goal is to punish the person so that they don't actually reoffend. It's a it's a it's a dissuasion to to um, uh, commit crime again. So again, that you can get back into society and uh, be productive. If let's just say a person um, smokes and gives themselves cancer, because you're saying if a baby's born with cancer, it's not their fault and they should be treated. But what if a person smokes and they get cancer? Um, I mean, smoking isn't necessarily, you know, a drug addiction. It is, in a, you know, to, to nicotine and so on, but it isn't the same as going out and buying smack illegally and injecting yourself and falling asleep in a, in a ditch somewhere. It's like it's a legalized drug. What about if you drink some alcohol and you give yourself liver cancer? Um, is that going to be in between babies with cancer and drug addicts with brain problems? Or is that going to be just, you know, what's someone with cancer? What kind of category does that fall into? If you start basing the idea of who it's fair to treat and who it's not fair to treat, um, it gets into very, very murky ground very, very quickly. Because then you might say something like, well, um, if someone makes a choice to drive quick, drive fast in a place, and then they end up crashing their car, um, no one forced them to drive quick, but then now they're injured. So it's kind of like, are they more deserving of treatment than um, both the drug addict and the person who smoked and gave themselves cancer, but still less deserving of treatment than a baby born with cancer? Or you, you, you kind of get what I'm getting at. I know you hung up on the idea of treating or calling people ill when babies with cancer are called ill. And those two, those two people being in the same category, I think that seems to be what you're getting caught up on. So you want like a different grade um, of like of illness or, you know, an illness A, illness B and so on and so forth. Um, but when you categorize, when you choose to categorize something like that, the, the criteria that you use to classify are always going to be completely subjective. Um, and so how do you go about um, deciding what is a category A and a category B? We know that certain people are born with addictive personalities. Um, they try one thing once and they just want to do it again and again and again. So would that person be more deserving of treatment than somebody who was had a less addictive personality but still got addicted to drugs? They're still going to be called ill, both of them, and the baby with cancer. But now you've got a, a situation where you kind of like you want to call one person less deserving of treatment um, and you're almost shaming them in that respect. You know, you're, you're, you have you have a, a B illness, not an A illness. So it's kind of like so we're not going to actually going to divert as much money away from people who deserve it, if that makes any sense. It's it is it's a difficult, really, really difficult topic to get into because it get it's, it's about morality. 
it's about culture it's about so many things um but i do get where you're coming from and classifying uh two members of the same group as, as something slightly different but it's based on values and your value is going to be different to somebody else's so like you um compared to say a social worker who's kind of done a degree in drug addiction and homelessness and mental health and all the rest of it really wouldn't have any issue. I don't think probably um, was classifying them both as ill. Um, Cause she might see it as someone who had like a, a predilection to addictive behavior and they were always naturally going to get addicted to something. Um, and so it's, it's a it's society's responsibility to try and help that person to get back on track and to become a, a productive member of society. That's the overall, the overarching goal of treating and punishing the two sides of the same coin. Um, to try and facilitate um, human flourishing and well-being and and productivity and so on. Um, I think that's yeah. We, we probably might not agree on that. You might be something we disagree on. Um, I've got no particular issue with it being classified as an illness because um, I think that pursuing a gradation system is a kind of a fruitless exercise because um, you're always going to have disagreements with to what degree is someone going to be an A illness and a B illness? And does someone's, do other experiences in someone like someone's life then affect the category? You know, so it's like, well, this person did take drugs and they did give themselves a kind of like a mental disorder and a, and a brain dysfunction and so on, but they were abused as kids. So does that bump them up to a, to a grade one illness? Cause it isn't necessarily their fault. They weren't born with it, but like they were abused by the parents and whatever, and that sort of stuff. And they just turned to drugs as a way of escaping. And then they, they got addicted. You know, it's a really, really murky. It's an interesting field, but it's not as, as simple. I think um, but I'm going to leave it there because it's getting too long. Okay. Let's just turn this down a little bit. Right. You've, you've made obviously some fantastic points and stuff, but uh, I kind of wanted to focus on well, this bit, it's, uh, I wrote it down because I, I find it when I try to explain something over backwards and forwards, you leave us a seven to eight minute thing. I listen to that bit, I'm like, right, I've got a good retort for that. And then by the time I've listened to the rest, I've forgotten what that was. So I've tried to write down a couple of things. So basically, back to it, definitely there needs to be, a, 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 it needs to be classified differently. A drug addict being ill is, a, they've done that to themselves. I'm always going to go back to that, no matter what. And I've got no qualms with calling him or her the lesser ill person. I really don't. I know you were saying like you were making good points about how either a lesser ill person and, and you want to get them back to to working and, and, and being uh, part of society again and stuff like that. To me, the cancer victim is the cancer victim is definitely more ill, and I'm happy to say that out loud to the person. <laughs> you know, especially if the cancer victim's there as well, because they'll back us up. <laughs> but um. Yeah, and this this is like the dodgy grey area. A smoker and a drinker that made themselves ill. A, a smoker or a drinker. Someone smoke very legal, drinking very legal. If they uh, if they made themselves ill, then yeah, do they go into the classification of the the cancer the can the the cancer one if they they're A or B the the lesser by my standards. And yeah, that that's that's the grey area. I, I wouldn't know. I don't have the qualifications to state that. To me, in my head right now, I'd probably say that they are, um, what's the word? Then maybe they did it themselves, so B, lesser. But it kind of sucks because, let's face it, 
all it takes is someone with a slightly dodgy liver and all it takes is like a few drinks you know and I've known a lot of alcoholics it makes it sound like hang around with the wrong people no uh, a lot of like the older people in my family um, have had drink problems and some people have died from them which really sucks but uh, they drank themselves to death in a way they really drank you know we're talking every night and stuff there's a lad at work who has 10 pints every single night 10 pints of strong wool why Jesus Christ house how crap of a life do you have you know um but yeah um you've kind of done it yourself when it comes to that even though it is a legal drug and you might have an unlucky person with I don't know a halfway working liver that he doesn't know about or she doesn't know about and drinks himself to death by barely drinking or or maybe they've got bad lungs I don't know anyway but it's just like, like I said there needs to be a cutoff point and I don't know where the cutoff line would be when it comes to that drug dealers um cancer victims I keep saying cancer victims could be anything HIV AIDS whatever again there where would you go with a person who's contracted AIDS they kind of done, did it themselves didn't they and I think they wanted to but it happened I wouldn't know where the cutoff point was there it was just when it comes to druggies you know that is a cutoff point for me but uh, it's like where was I going with this the grey area the dodgy grey area because uh, like age age the cutoff point for age how do you um, how do you how do you define what an adult is I mean what is it in England is it 16 or 18 I don't really understand what's going on used to be able to buy smokes here I wrote this down a smoker or um, no it was in some countries you can buy cigarettes but not alcohol in some countries you can buy alcohol but not cigarettes uh, which is crazy I mean we same age whatever another country allows you to perform sexual acts but then you can't buy a porno magazine so you can legally be in a pornographic film but can't buy it I think that's true in England you can be over 16 to perform sex well, let's face it you can be nine and have sex but legally supposedly which is strange that you have to put a, a legal age on it well i understand why though at the same time because of the sick bastards out there but yeah i think in england you can be 16 and have sex but you can't actually buy the pornographic movie that you were in until you are 18 which is so weird you could be on the front cover you know so weird there's always a dodgy gray area it's crazy um yeah, and what was I reading about a law in, law in Arkansas that states you have to let the man that you've had sex with know that you're about to abort his child, which doesn't sound so bad in some respect. I really, like, you know, I, I get that it's the woman's choice. Anyway, that's not the point here. But a line has to be drawn somewhere. Now, they state that, uh, so the woman has to let the man know that she's about to abort his child. In some respects, I get that. But it also means that a rape victim would have to let her rapist know that she was going to abort the child. Now that is so far beyond fucked up that I can't even I can't even put a word on it. It's ridiculous. So that there to me needs to be changed, and I think it will in time. You know, unless it's one of those disgraceful laws that just get forgotten about, and then it's still there, but nobody really abides by it. Like a pregnant woman's legally allowed to piss in a um, in a policeman's helmet in if she needs the toilet in England I think that law is still there but I've never seen anyone do it now that would be a YouTube video I'd watch anyway so it needs to be changed drug addicts have to me they fucked themselves up on their own and the cancer victim didn't so yes I want them to all go back to the society and do the 95 again but is, is it really gonna happen with a drug addict you know I'm not saying put them in prison I don't know what I'm saying 
I just I don't think we should be spending as much money and time on them maybe I don't know they can get a job I don't, I don't know I, that's the thing I don't know <laughs> but I just don't feel like that we have to pay for that to happen we shouldn't have to I would rather pay for a kid or a cancer victim of sorts to have a chance at life than pay for a drug addict to stop being a drug addict you know what I mean anyway I think we're going backwards and forwards and we've kind of reached a point <laughs> anyway I'm still I'm sticking with it I've just had a quick listen to the last retort before I sent the, that one in and you mentioned about how to categorize them into let's say A and then B uh, it would be down to one person's discretion sort of thing and yeah that does make a lot of sense but I suppose that's how laws are written aren't they like that's how a law is written some person might say I think it's fine to carry guns you know uh, I don't want to mention countries because we all know what I'm thinking but uh, yeah some like some countries some law might say that it's perfectly acceptable to have guns and to I don't know shoot on sight if someone's uh, in your house and, and then another person might say, I don't think that's right, you know. I, I, I personally, I'm not a fan of guns, uh, but if someone's breaking into your house, you should be allowed, despite age, I don't give a shit if it's a five-year-old breaking into my house. If they've got a knife, I'm going to punch him in the fucking head. <laughs> oh, it's a terrible thing to say. But no, I, I do believe that an Englishman's home is his castle, and if someone's breaking in, that you should be allowed to break their face and smack their face as many times on your toilet <laughs> because it's, you know, it's a tough thing to do. Oh, Jesus Christ, what am I saying? But basically, no, um, but there has to be a cut-off point and, uh, and the cut-off point is not going to, no one's going to agree on it. No, no one's going to agree on it. You're going to get, you're going to split the nation with the cut-off point, you always are. Uh, like, the age of consent, the age of um, drinking, the age of smoking, I don't know why I keep coming to those three things, but yeah, just that type of thing, and like, and how the sentence that someone gets for, uh, like, whatever the judge gives the gives the person, you know, the sentences. It's going to be one side. The, the prosecution should think it's this, and then and the other one that I can't even think of right now. They 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 think the other thing. So there's always got to be a cutoff point, and I'm very happy for the cutoff point to be somewhere. And like you say, bumping them up because they've had a bad past and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe it would, you know. But then you get people lying, wouldn't you? Telling lies. But no, uh, you made a good point. It has to be. It's someone else's. Someone has to make these rules, and uh, it just feels like to me, it's it's needed. Anyway, I'm going to press stop now because my son is here and and I want to see him. <laughs> I don't know. Just listen to your thingy. Um... You think you think we've reached a point and you're sticking to it. Good, good for you. That, that's, that's exactly how it's supposed to be. We're not people aren't supposed to agree on everything, man. That isn't the point. Um, because just imagine me and you were making policy on uh, the treatment for drug uh, addicts. Jesus Christ, can you imagine that? Um, <laughs> um yeah, we, we we have two different perspectives. So it's the reason you have like at least two different political parties with two different agendas and so on. Yeah, so that when you're making laws and legislation and policy and so on, that you don't just race off into one direction. So if you have like a really, really ultra conservative uh, person making uh, law and legislation about this, 
they might say, right, well, no drug addicts and no person that's even taken paracetamol. Anyone who takes paracetamol is also, they've, they've taken drugs and damaged their body, therefore they shouldn't be entitled to thingy. But then you might get an ultra-liberal person saying that we should give everyone everything because we're all free to make choices and all the rest of it. When you have disagreements, you end up making a decision on these things somewhere around the middle. It's never bang in the middle. It's always, you know, more to the left or right or up or down, but it's a more constructive decision that's made rather than allowing one side of a debate to just run roughshod over everything, which is why we, we need to disagree. Um, and it's a good thing. You have certain boundaries that you don't want to cross and that's completely fine. It's, it's a completely arbitrary line. Um, you agree or disagree with one thing and that's it. Um, you think one thing's okay, but I don't think it's okay. And that's fine. Then we kind of like, we hash it out and we find a happy medium because here's a good example though. So you said a baby born with cancer, uh, you'd rather give the money to a baby born with cancer to give her a chance to survive or him as a chance to survive. And it's an interesting point, uh, choice of words, because it made me think. So if you've got a, a drug addict who's only a mild drug addict, but they've, I don't know, they, they, they burgled someone's house and they kind of like stole a TV to pay for smack and they've gone to prison and come out, but they, they actually want to change. They want to go into a thingy that they, they know they messed up. They know they've, they've hit bottom basically. And you've got a baby who has a, I don't know, like a 2% chance of survival, even with the best um, medical care available at the minute. You would almost certainly still rather give that money to that baby to get treated knowing that it's going to die and give it to the kind of lesser drug addict who hasn't committed that, you know, it's a horrible crime. But it's not really, a, you know, there are worse crimes to commit. You'd rather give it to a baby who isn't going to survive than, than a, a, a mild drug addict who may, there's a good chance they'll go and turn their life around. And again, I, I, this isn't a right or wrong thing. It's kind of like, well, that's the decision you, you've, you've made and that's, that's fine. Here's the reason you, I've just there getting up. Sorry. So I'm still get there. You have a, point of view and you have given the reasons for your point of view and that's it that's enough you've given good points you've backed up why you think um that is the correct thing to do that's all you need to do it's not about finding the right way to do it it's just finding a way to do something and as long as you justify the way you think that's it you you put your ideas up against somebody else's you talk you discuss the merits of both ideas and then you give ground on both sides of it and then you find the decision um so on that one maybe i could nudge you into giving the money to that drug addict in that specific example but in any other example we can't know if they've got a you know history of drug drug abuse and uh, crime and all the rest of it and yeah even i would probably give the money to the to the dying baby do you see how it works um so that was the drug addict bit i mean you, you went through a lot of stuff but we're just we're just rehashing over old 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 ground i think with that thing we just yeah we just we just have we have different lines same issue, but we draw a line at a different point, and that's good.